The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So what should we talk about this week? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Soccer, hockey. <laughs> right. All the usual stuff, right? Yeah. You watched that Premier League game the other night. Oh, riveting. <laughs> this is the intentional foul. Thank you for the download. Subscribe if you want. That's great. Do it. Yeah. Wherever podcasts are found. We don't get nothing out of it. Just do it no, anyway. No, it's, it's just it's no big boost to the ego. It's just more a matter of convenience, if anything else. Josh and Dan here with you talking about what do we got on the rundown today. Obviously, we're going to talk NFL stuff. Badger football. Ready to go to Yankee Stadium. I know you're excited. Mm. You awake? Mm. <laughs> I will touch on the Bucks, some college hoops, Brewers, and we've got a top five for you this week as well. So... Bad week for the NFC North in general. Well, oh and four. Let's let's start this way. Okay. The the first thing you said to me last week, yes, was why am I not more excited about the Bears? <laughs> yeah. What was my answer? Because I've seen this movie before. I've read this book. Correct. And what happened on Sunday? They lost a game that they should not have Absolutely. lost. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why my expectations for this team all season long have been very tempered. Yeah. Um. It's when when you root for a team, it, 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 we, we you and I both kind of gone through the past a couple of years with the Brewers. Yes, when you're a fan of a team that just can't quite get over the hump, no matter how much excitement yeah. or expectation it, is there, it's like you're, you're like, I'm not gonna drink the Kool Aid just yet. Like you're all in, but yeah, you're, there's a little part of you that doesn't want to put your whole heart in because you got, just know it's gonna get stomped. Got one foot outside the yeah. circle, ready to run for sure. And uh, that's a little bit what what I've got with this Bears team. Um, you know, Chase Daniels got the start again over Trubisky, which. Not going to happen this week. No, it doesn't sound like it. Nope. And, and practiced I, you know, in full today. I still don't know how hurt Trubisky is. Nobody was. does because they didn't. They didn't say anything. Um, you know, was it a mistake to not play him last week? I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Didn't lose anything because everybody else lost. So I mean, right. you really, uh, you know, hindsight, fine. Yeah. So I mean, you're still what game and a half up. Yes. So, game and a half up on the Vikings. Yeah. Um, you know, and and. Is as poorly. I didn't get to see it. Packer game was on locally, right. I, you know. So on, on red zone, you know, they mm-hmm. pop up every now and again. Um, you know, they Chase Daniels had the cardinal one turnover of pick six inside his own ten. You know, can't do that. No. Um, but the Bears rallied late. You know, they had a little luck, got an onside kick, <laughs> ran a pretty cool trick play at the end of the game. Oh to, man, that was awesome to send it into OT. But unfortunately. <laughs> you know they they the the defense does a pretty good job by holding the Giants to a field goal, mm-hmm. and then the offense gets the ball back and they fumble twice, th- three times on the drive and three okay. get all three back. Yes, but two of them are bad snaps. One of them is right, a hit from behind, and they they get it back. But it's like you know they would take two steps forward and one big one back, and you're getting in these third and longs on the road with a backup quarterback, and it's just it it didn't end well. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite points of the game was the complete Odell Beckham Jr. I want no part of this hands team onside kick routine. Yeah, well, it involves getting hit. Right, and it doesn't matter clearly how much money you're making. Can't mess up that blonde hair. You're not paying me enough to get in the middle of that scrum and try and get the ball. Well, yeah, he's a highlight guy, and you're not getting on the highlights for that. Seems like a pansy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Well, that's... You know, um, like a defensive back who's trying to come up and make a tackle and just completely whiffs. Yeah. Because in order to tackle, you got to make contact with somebody. Right. Sorry, that's the way it works. We can't change the rules. Yeah. Well, so. the, the the good thing about it, big game out of Tariq Cohen. Uh, yeah. 200 yards from scrimmage. He's kind of turned into a, 
you know, kind of uh, the bear version of James White a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I think he had like 13, 14 receptions the other yesterday that, on Sunday. Is that what Coleman it was? did. It was it was quite a few. You know, and he's not a guy you're going to give the ball to uh, handing off much because he's kind of a one cut, and if you get a hand on him, he's right, going, he's going down. down. He's not going to break tackles, right. but. Um, it's just kind of fun to see him as a as a weapon for them going forward, and he's you know he's kind of their game breaker. They don't really have their receivers are are solid, uh, Robinson and Gabriel, uh, yeah, I, and uh, Miller. Good, they're they're a nice got trio some playmakers, that's fine. but they're not you know they're not big game breakers. Where where Cohen's one of those guys that you know he can make two or three plays a game that you know the defense just really can't account for. So, mm-hmm. um, be interesting uh, this week for them. Big home game. What do they got? Rams Sunday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yep. Hey, another non-noon game for you. I know you're excited know. about that. Yeah, thrilled. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, it's it's one of those things. I do not expect them to win that game. And you I'll know, be interested to see what the defense can do against that offense, though. Yeah. I really will. Whether you can slow down Gurley, whether you can get to Goff. You know, I think I think that'll be a really good test and kind of indicative about where this team, you know, kind of stands heading into the playoffs of whether you can compete with those top tier teams. You just hope that the offense doesn't put them in in bad positions, right? You know, with turnovers or you know they can't move the ball or they're three and sacked. out, they're always on the field. You know, can't block Aaron Donald and 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 Diamond Kinsu and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting good game. It'll be a good test for them. Um, it's a game that, you know, looking at the schedule before the season and even now during the season, you don't really expect them to win that game. Um, the Rams are a better team for sure at this point, but, um, as long as everybody else, basically everybody else being the Vikings, uh, continue to lose and they got a tough road game this week themselves up at Seattle. Oh, um, I believe that's Monday night. Okay. So, um, you know. Bears got a little another loss shouldn't hurt too bad. You wouldn't but think so. You get down to the last four games. I mean, this is it's getting pretty tight. You yeah. can't really afford any. But wait, when you're playing the Rams with you know four games to go, that's I mean that, that's a tough spot. It is. It is. It's so a, it's just a tough spot to be in. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But right. on to the fun stuff for who? Well, it should you're, be for you. You're eating it up. Should I, be for you. I'm not exactly thrilled about it. You haven't seen me doing, you know, cartwheels or somersaults or anything like that. Well, let's talk about the game first. Do There's nothing to talk about. I mean, you saw an abysmal performance, and yet the body language, I thought, did not accurately, accurately reflect the garbage that was out on the field. Like, when you have your quarterback... Overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys, guys dropping passes, and he's still half the time got a big old smirk on his face. What 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 what's going on here? What what do you want to read into this? I yeah. mean, you, there's a number of ways you can go, um, especially after you find out what happens after the game, and then you go back and watch the game again, and you're trying to you know connect the dots a little bit. But I mean, all, all that's conjecture. You know, you can't. Not a good look for twelve, though. No, absolutely not. You know, you're I entitled so. to play a bad game. Of course, you but, are. You know, to to act like you're not, you don't really care. And I mean, you, you know, he Rogers is the guy that stood up there after the uh, the Viking game and was like, "Well, we win this game, and then 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 he comes out the next week and puts forth Lays a an C C level effort uh, at least." It's weird because I just looked at Pro Football Focus, and we've referred to them um, more often when they traded away HaHa Clinton Dix, and you know it still lists Rodgers as the fourth highest graded quarterback of the season. Mm-hmm. It's not rated; it's graded, right? Um, it's because that, and that to me shows you how much Pro Football Focus does not accurately reflect some of the numbers. You know that you you can you can dissect the statistics all you want and say, well, you know, maybe they value efficiency more than anything because, you know what, he's been very efficient. He hasn't turned the ball over. Right. He's got a great touchdown-interception ratio, but his yards per completion, you know, that kind of stuff, and the overthrows that probably factor in some drops, uh, it, that to me is a very skewed value of how good your quarterback is playing. And that is definitely not reflective of 
this entire season to me. Wonder where Mason Crosby's rated for kickers. I mean, how how many games is they, that guy gonna gonna cost a, you this year? Do they have a clutch rating? Because he'll he'll be down near the bottom. I mean, if he can kick at all, you said that to me. He would probably yes. the, McCarthy yep. would still have a job, and the Packers would be in the playoff because right? uh, they would have beat the Lions. And I said it this morning. <laughs> it's it, you know, it's it's at least for this week. Does it change anything that might happen at the end of the season? Which, by and large, people think that he was gone anyway. Maybe, maybe not. But it probably keeps him his job for another week or two. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, because I mean, if you if you lay an egg to the Falcons at home, it's not as bad as the Cardinals for sure. But so they, you know, obviously the Packers fire McCarthy after yeah. the game. Um, I've heard some interesting takes on the firing of McCarthy, but you know, disrespectful, not disrespectful. Did him a favor. Didn't do him a favor. I. I've heard all of that. I, I, I don't buy into any of that crap. Okay. I don't think it's disrespectful at all to fire a guy whose team's underachieving. Right. You, you don't get a lifetime pass because you won a Super Bowl. I would agree. Um, doing him a favor. I've heard the thing. The, the Packers did him a favor, so now no. he can go home and spend time with his family. For He's you, not going to look at you, it that get way. Get out of here no, with that. No, that's not. They're running a business. Yes. The Packers are not worried about Mike McCarthy. The He's, Packers are worried about the Packers. You're not worried about his feelings. No. No, so let's let's well, get that out of the way. At least he gets to spend the last four weeks with his family. Okay, great. I said to you a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I would have fired him after the Seattle game. Okay. You would, if you look back on the season, you, you shouldn't have beat Chicago. No. You probably should have beat Minnesota, Minnesota. but yes. you had that stupid Matthews call at the end of the game, you don't win. Uh, week three, you get stomped by the Redskins, who stink. Yes. Week four, you beat Buffalo, and what happens after the game? Your quarterback goes to the media and bitches about the offense yep. and starts whining. Week five, um, that I think was the Lion game. Okay. You crap that one out. Yep. So you've had games this year. Yeah, pull up the schedule there. Yep, and I, I will. Get it off the... So I don't have to go off the top of my head because I can't remember <laughs> what I looked at twenty minutes ago. But this this whole thing kind of started for the, for McCarthy the beginning of the end I think in that Buffalo game okay. when Rodgers came out and said, said what he said that we're we're not doing the, the we we should be doing more yes. we're not doing things as good as we can that we have been yes um okay we're in the preseason yeah Vikings Redskins Bills Lions barely beat yeah. the Forty ers barely beat the Forty ers have a, a really great game against the Rams and lose. Gag that one. Yep. You're up at half yep. on the Patriots and lose. Yep, lose. You by blow a the Seattle touchdowns. game. You you beat the Dolphins. You beat a handily, crappy which Dolphin is, team with Brock yeah. Osweiler, right? And then then comes Seattle, right? I would have then, fired him after the Seattle game just based on the season to that point. Mm-hmm. You've underachieved. You've blown games. And by firing him that day, you'd have had ten days to prepare for the Vikings. If so, I'm not. So I'm not going to get into this. They shouldn't have fired him during the regular season because I would have too. I just would have done it earlier. Yeah. Um, The interesting part about the whole McCarthy thing is kind of what has happened with uh, people's perception of Rodgers through all of this. Oh yeah, I think that's the really the most interesting part. He's now kind of been painted as the villain. Yeah, and I think you know when you talk to Packer fans about this kind of stuff, sometimes. They 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 conflate the issue. Nobody's criticizing for the most part his play. Rogers, a little bit this year, but not a lot. Everybody still would say he's one of the two best quarterbacks in football. He hasn't shown it this year, but if 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 you accept the fact that at his age he's probably shouldn't of course. be falling off at the rate that he would be if that's the case. He's it's cap- not like he's been awful. He's capable of playing a lot better than sure. he is right now. What what the what it seems like the argument with Rodgers is about is everything else. It's it's the leadership, it's the lack of accountability, it's the likability, it's the not standing up for uh his coach, kind of throwing him under the bus. I mean, Rodgers had a lot of opportunities this year at, at various points during the season to when he was asked about McCarthy or the offense, which basically by extension is, is McCarthy because he calls the yes, plays, Rodgers didn't do anything to 
mitigate the the fire that was brewing no. around that. No, he you know he he didn't throw water on it. Not at all. At all. Uh-uh. So you know when people say is Rogers to blame for McCarthy getting fired? Well, not a hundred percent. McCarthy's partly responsible too. You got to take your you know your own actions into into effect. He he didn't go for it on fourth down in that Seattle game. That was a stupid play. Um, you know, there, there are countless other things, dumb challenges, dumb use of timeouts, whatever. So he's certainly culpable for his own actions. But um, Rogers, you know, just some just some weird, weird things by him this year. Um, even his comments yesterday where he comes out and he says, I was shocked. It's like, no, you weren't. How, how are you shocked? Maybe that they actually did do it instead of waiting till the end of the season. I mean, maybe. But I mean, you knew this was coming. Whether they fired him that's, after Seattle, that's what I after mean. the Cardinal game, or you after the Bear game, or after well, the last game of the season, and, and you, he was gone. It was. It's. It's a matter this season of perception, and if it's perceived that a change needs to happen, it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. And I think when everybody accepted the fact that nothing really can happen this year save for a Super Bowl appearance, an NFC Championship appearance, whatever, that everything gets, just gets turned around midseason where, okay, well, maybe we've been looking at this thing all wrong and maybe there, you know, this team can work together. Everybody, aside from all that, you knew something was going to change. Sure. Uh, whether it was assistant coaches, coordinators, you know, whatever, they already have a new GM, um, and he... McCarthy is not Gudikin's guy. Right. And if there's anything that GMs have proven when they take over and in an organization when some of these top positions are already filled that they didn't have a hand in selecting, they have a different idea of who they want to be there. But see, that's the interesting thing to me about the Packers. Because Gudikin's was Packers, an in-house guy. The, well, not even so much that. The Packers don't have the same kind of power structure Correct. that every other team in football has. They don't have an owner, yep. and the guy that's running the team is the president of operations, yes. which is typically a business, business. guy. Financials. The general manager yep. and the scouts and all that are the guys that handle the mm-hmm. personnel and the coaching. Mm-hmm. So Murphy Murphy decided to fire McCarthy, not Gutekinds. Both of them did, Murph, according to well, both of them. But Murphy's M- M- the Murphy has to sign maker. off on it. Yes, and he came out and said he's going to hire the next coach. He's going to have final say. And Correct. I and I heard uh, Mike Lombardi wrote about it the other in the Athletic, and he said, you know, this is a guy that was a athletic director previously. He's kind of running the Packers a little bit like that, where it's like, you know. The AD's kind of the king of the castle, and everybody else kind of works for him, and he's got complete autonomy over everything, which is just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, mm-hmm. but it's very different from the way all these other teams yeah. run their operation. And it's going to be very interesting when they go to searching for coaching candidates, you know, is is a college coach, whether it's, you know, you've heard Saban, Jim Harbaugh, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley yeah. Kingsbury, whatever guy this is, the the history of college guys coming to the pros usually shows they don't just come to coach. As Bill Parcells said, if I'm cooking the meal, I want to buy the groceries. And that's usually what these college guys want. Mm -hmm. You saw it with Chip Kelly. You saw it with Saban before. You saw it with Bobby Petrino in Atlanta. You've seen it all. Spurrier. Spurrier. You've seen it with all these guys. That's not going to happen in Green Bay. So... Does that weed out some of these guys? I would say it has to. If you're a and, and 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 I think you'll find that out in the interview process. If you're a Josh McDaniels who's grown up in the Patriot philosophy, are they going to allow you if let's say they go after McDaniels, are they going to allow McDaniels to bring in the quote unquote Patriot way? Or does does Murphy want to keep the quote unquote Packer way in the way they do things? So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out um, in the coaching search because, I mean, the, it's not like years past. There's no, like, hot coordinator this year. No. Um, there's no McVeigh. There's no Nagy. But that's what everybody's searching for. They are, but there's not. But but, they, but there's not a proven. And maybe, it's, maybe, maybe we're too early. I don't know. Maybe, you know, if, you know, like Frank Reich ends up getting the, the <laughs> Colt job because, basically because the Eagles win the Super Bowl, right. if... You know, 
if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, does their defensive coordinator get a job? Who knows? Right. Um, who the hell wants to live in Green Bay, too? I mean, that's another thing if you're a coach. I mean, that that's well, that's a tough sell. Cause like, do you I, think it is? I, I think for certain guys. Do you think living conditions make a difference as far as market size where that, uh, whether that trumps what kind of organization and what kind of history that may have? Do you look at the whole situation like Packers, they've got the trophy named after them. They had the most legendary coach in town. It's called title town it's got a different structure i won't have to deal with an owner who's going to who's going to bark at me of what to do over my general manager's head like then all of a sudden you say yeah but it's cold for 6 months out of the year it's got to be a thought i mean i think you if really you're, think so okay I, I think if you're a guy like mcdaniel's who's like our age he's like late 30s he's got four little kids you know um does he want to pick up four little kids and move them from boston to green bay I don't know. I probably wouldn't want to. I don't know what the difference is you know? there as far as weather well, is concerned. Big city versus oh, fine. Green Bay. Yeah. You know, there's nothing up there. Um, is that so you never know. Mm. You know, that's I I think I think it's no different than recruiting a free agent. You well, know? That's probably uh, true. I, I just I think that's gotta be a factor. Okay. Um let's see what else do I got? Oh the next guy they hire. It's they have to not only would they be hiring him now, obviously, mm-hmm. for the next, let's say, four years of Aaron Rodgers. Sure. I would think you gotta be hiring a guy that's going to, in your mind, transition be quarterback there later yes. and transition quarterbacks. Yep. So you're gonna have to draft a kid in the next probably two, two years. years. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to develop him. Are we gonna get the Rodgers Favre part two with Rodgers and kid to be named yet i mean it, you know it seems to me if if i just looking at interviews and demeanor and understanding how one guy already went through that who's the quarterback now he understands the progression on what it takes to have that switch so while he may think that i think in the best interest of him his contract took care of most of that, where he's coming to the end, and now it won't have to be a situation of, I'm coming back. No, you're not, because you're not under contract. You know, Favre had years left on his deal. He just decided, I may want to just give those up. And I think Rodgers, for as intelligent and self-aware as, as he is, and calculated that he is, I think having gone through that switch and seeing the Favre thing, and by all accounts from what I've heard and listened to media members who have talked with him and know him, he's very concerned about how he looks mm-hmm. and, his, and what his legacy is. Mm-hmm. And I know that he will probably be very aware of that situation not happening to him because it's going to look bad. I 100% agree with everything you said, but it's a lot different when you're the old guy. I understand. And I, I, I mean, I'll tell you from my own personal experience, you know, going to college and coming in as a freshman and getting handed the starting point guard duties. And then I also remember as a senior when they're bringing in new freshmen and they're trying to hand your job to these young guys. It's a lot different when you're the freshman than when you're the senior. It, 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 you try to put on a brave face. You mm-hmm. try to be a good teammate. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to prick you a little bit and, you know, rub you the wrong way. And, I mean, certainly a completely different level than I was at. This dude's a Hall of Famer, two-time MVP. He's seen this organization crap on their franchise quarterback, so to speak. So what's to say, they? why wouldn't they do that to him? Uh, I think the mastermind of that whole thing is now removed from that process. Sure. Um, I think there are a number of factors that are different. Um, and again, I also just feel like being in that situation before and knowing what it was like on the other end will give you a little bit more intimate knowledge of how to act, what to say, what to do when that situation possibly presents itself later. And I think just that that just that experience should make all the difference of the world. Does that mean the cards are going to play out the way that they should? Not necessarily, 
but I think you at least have a better start than you did when he was ready to take the reins. Sure. And 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 all, and all you can do well, is and, hope. And at the end of the day, it's a complete moot point if they keep striking out on these guys that they draft at the quarterback true. position. Yes. You know, if you draft another Hundley, it, it it doesn't matter. You might as well keep Rodgers around until he's fifty. But if you draft another Aaron Rodgers, that's a completely different story. You're so basically, going to have to throw away. Well, not throw away, but you're going to have to invest in a first or second round pick when one of these guys that has some talents available and not spend it in the fifth round and just say, we're going to groom this guy and see right. what happens and if he maybe trade him away when he's ready to be a starter. Yeah, that didn't happen. And and really, I mean, in the history of the NFL, I mean, what are we talking, like four dudes ever that have been like fifth round picks? The odds, that have, you know, you got Brady, right. Warner. Yes. I mean, Russell Wilson was like third or fourth, but like the odds it's are very, not very good. small yeah, no. sample there. Of the, the the guys that generally succeed are taken in the front of the draft. Correct. So maybe this is the year they got for two first round picks. Yeah, May, it, maybe it's the time to do that, and you make the guy sit the bench for four years, or or tra- or trade one of those picks for a pick next year. Right. If you don't want to do it this year, right? And you say we'll we'll hold off for another year, right? And just put things in place. So. Uh, I, you, you, but you're absolutely right about the coach. The next coach, given the assumption that you're going to succeed and you're going to go back to the playoffs and you're going to have a good team this point forward, that coach should still be in place by the time you're going to need a switch over a quarterback. And he's going to need to know how to groom a guy coming in and then coach him once he gets the starting job. Now, I heard the other day an interview with James Jones, and I, th- I found this interesting. He th- he his opinion was to hire a defensive coach as opposed to an o- a offensive guru, and just find find that guy as an offensive coordinator. Yes, you don't need you don't need a Matt Nagy drawn up double reverse running back pass plays when you have Aaron Rodgers, but you need somebody to fix that defense. I, I I would agree with that. So if you've got a defensive coach, then and it, I'm I'm just asking for my own personal, and you, and you may not know. To me, an offensive coordinator under Mike McCarthy is worthless. Well, sure, if he's calling the plays. That's right. what I mean. Right. Okay. So then, what do you need a defensive coordinator that's a hot shot guy for when you have a defensive minded coach? Granted, most head coaches are not calling the defense. Lovey Smith, I don't think called. Belichick doesn't call the de- right. necessarily the defense. Exactly. Matt, Matt Patricia was calling. You know. Okay, so yeah. I mean, do you then do you need a really elite defensive coordinator, or you need just a guy who's a yes man that answers to the head coach and here's what I want for the game plan? You just go execute. It. Well, I think I think you need a. You don't want a yes man for sure. I, I think what happens with these offensive coaches is. Everybody tells them how goddamn smart they are, and they they throw that. Every, everybody throws this genius word around in sports way too much. And guys that have one good year as a coach, and all of a sudden there's some there's some guru yeah. genius. Yep. That's no, that you're, you're not. You you just had a good year, and you got good players. Like like, let me see your ten year track record before I start throwing that term around. But yep. um, I thought that was a an interesting thing for Jones to say. Um, not quite as interesting as what Winston Moss had to say. Um, I mean, that was, uh, and, and that's another, the, the way the Packers handled him is strange to me. Article came out right afterwards that it had nothing to do well, of with, course. The, I mean, what, what are you going to say? Of course, but, but like, it, it's, you get one of your coaches going out on a, on going rogue here and putting something on social media saying it in effect, the way I interpret it is. Nobody in the building right now that's in charge or has a say in anything is holding anybody accountable. And that needs to change starting with our new head coach whoever that is. The 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 quarterback, all the players, everybody needs to be held accountable. I mean that that's the way I interpreted it and the Packers are going, "Whoa! What do you mean? Nobody's being held accountable. You need to leave by." Right. Well, and 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 that's Yes, that's why he was fired because it makes no sense to fire McCarthy on Sunday and then to wait two days to fire and a guy fire that he brought the in. Associate coach yeah. who's also the linebacker coach. If you wanted him gone, you would have done what Cleveland did when they fired Jackson and Haley. You just we're done with you guys. We're we're starting everybody a new who you brought yes. in with you when you got here. We don't need any traces of of your guys in our building. But again, I, I you know the. The 
singling out of Aaron Rodgers again as as not being held accountable is was interesting and it totally. it, it, it kind of brought back memories and the first thing I thought of was like wow this organization didn't learn anything from the Favre thing if if that's true they didn't learn anything from the whole Brett Favre thing because the whole thing with Brett Favre at the end of the road was he was dressing in a different locker room. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do conditioning. The conditioning. Yep, he didn't yep. have to do all this other stuff. And I understand, dude, when you're when you're the quarterback and when especially when you're on that elite elite level, you mm-hmm. absolutely should be treated differently. You're the franchise. I get that, but but you can't. If you're, you know, I don't know what that means. Is that whole... is it in film session? Are they ripping? Are are they are they holding the wide receiver accountable? for a drop maybe and they're not holding the quarterback accountable for a bad right. throw we don't know no i just thought and it i'm was, sure it there's not an even playing field mm-hmm. when it comes to that sort of the, across all the players in the locker room you're going to be probably looked at under a spy glass on, on under a magnifying glass if you're a rookie sure because you they want to make sure you get it into your head that you can't make those mistakes and it's a different sport i understand but they always talked about Greg Popovich of the coach of the San Antonio Spurs was murderously relentless on Tim Duncan because he knew that if I can give Duncan grief in front of everybody, then I can give everybody grief. Right, because I don't treat him any differently he's than anybody else. He's the best player in the league. Like, wow. And he's going to sit there and take my criticism. I think that's a good way to go about it. You know? Yeah. So, but but with Rodgers, we know he's a little thin-skinned. He, you know, he doesn't yeah. like to be called out. So, you know, maybe maybe McCarthy, because they'd been together for so long, knew that and didn't treat him that well, way. So who knows? Maybe with the GM Gudikins, who has been with the team for a while, has now kind of adopted that mentality about not doing that. So we'll see whether that plays into what kind of coach they get. Well, the bottom line for me was this was inevitable. Yes. And they got to get better players. Yes. Period. End of story. uh, And and one of the things that I said, one of the guys who's responsible for Mike McCarthy getting fired, one of the, it was a Facebook conversation, which was absolutely terrible, but. um, (laughs) Surprise, uh, surprise. Right. Um, I said, if you've got a table set up and you want to put the people at that table who got, in quotes, Mike McCarthy fired, if you want to put Aaron Rodgers, you know, assuming McCarthy himself is not at the table, Mm -hmm. you want to put Rodgers at the head of that table, I probably don't have a problem with that because he's the star player. He gets the plays. You've you've heard podcasts and read articles about how often he audibles out and changes things. I mean, was it last year, the year before when... A call happens, the play doesn't work, and Rodgers is caught saying, dumb fucking call, you know, that that kind of thing. But see, that doesn't okay, bother no, me, though. Well, but, but what I mean is that doesn't look good on the coach. Sure, so sure. If you want to factor all that in, Rodgers is the head of the table. To me, who else is responsible? Sitting right to his right is Ted Thompson. No question. 100% agree. He's the right-hand guy. Mm-hmm. Those he, well, are the he, two, picked, he picked the team. Right, and then put everybody else at the table filled with players that haven't worked out or who, or who are bad. Yep. Fill it up, fill all, fill, fill up the chairs. Mm-hmm. But those two guys have to be there at seats one and two. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. And you know, as far as the the thing that came out yesterday today about Rogers and he was when he'd roll his eyes at plays yep. and he'd say things and it's like, look, man, if you've ever played sports at any level, we've all done this. You've all had a coach. Or there's games where something's going on and they call something and you don't. I mean, I gotta go lay down a ask, bun. Ne- next time, me? next time we're over at Craig, ask Coach Suter about coaching me. We had our battles, but mm-hmm. there, it's it's it, as long as the respects there. Right. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it's just it's just sports. But um, you know, it was inevitable. They got to get better yeah. players. Um, they got a lot of holes. Yep. I think the the thinking that they're just gonna hire some guy and they're gonna magically go twelve and four next year is. Not a not factual. Um, I just think that they got a lot of stuff they gotta they gotta clean up. I mean, you lose at home to that Arizona team. I mean that that's like a XFL team. That is a joke. <laughs> is that in our rundown? By no, the way? no, I left oh, it out this man. week. Okay. I left it out this week. All right. Well, we spent about a yeah. good twenty plus minutes that's in the enough. Packers, so we got to roll through that's this enough. Uh, around the league. Looking at the uh, the the playoff picture in order by seeds and the AFC, you're still top two around there. The Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, Texans keep winning though. They do. Um, again, lost those three. They keep winning. There's, there's ten in this, a row. I think is that. I thought it was nine. Is it nine? Okay. Okay. Nine. Yep. Uh, you got the Chargers in there. The steel. The, the the Steelers first. Then the Chargers. Then the Ravens. And then kind of on the outside, still fighting for that last wild card. You got Indy. 
which oh man, was that Indian Jacksonville? Oh. Six to nothing. That's set that set football back like <laughs> sixty years. The Titans, Dolphins, and the Broncos are still kinda hanging around, but I, I mean I think probably you and I can agree that whoever those wild card teams in, or maybe even the fourth seed that even gets a home, nobody's beating either of the top two seeds if they're at home, in my opinion. You wouldn't think so. Um, I mean, Texans could get Texans and Steelers could give one of those teams a run. I think on the road, but I, I well, Pittsburgh's I, in trouble. They're in a little bit of trouble. Um, they played like crap last yes. week. Um, they have a winnable game this week. I, I I'm blanking on who it's against, but um, they've got a tough schedule down the stretch. That none of those games are winnable. Okay. Uh, I believe they still play Baltimore one more time, and there's yes. a half game separating it's those always two. A slugfest and. Uh, Denver, after this week, was the team I looked at the schedule, and they had a really nice last four games. And then today, Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles. Yeah, I saw practice. that. Yep. So I don't know who the hell Keenum's going to be throwing the ball to. No. They traded Demarius right, Thomas, exactly. and, and now Sanders is hurt. So that really that really hurts them. All right. In the NFC, uh, you got the Rams, and you got the Saints. And you and I have talked all along. Those are your top two teams mm-hmm. that definitely should be in the NFC Championship. Um, uh, again, kind of a, a measuring stick this week for the Bears against the Rams, just to see how far they have come this season. If the if they you know going to make another step next year to be in that conversation, um, and after that, it doesn't matter to me who makes the playoffs out of all these remaining teams because I don't think they're getting past either of those top two. The Rams do not want to see those pesky, pesky Seahawks. Nobody does. No. Because they, uh, and not to. The Rams, though, especially, because that has been a, oh, the, the last couple of years. In the West, yes. they've Seattle has given them problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Carolina, I mean, Skin, Cam, Cam throws four picks skins against. Skins around Mark Sanchez. Yeah, but Cam, so Cam like, throws four picks yeah. against Tampa. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of a sudden, Philadelphia is back to six and yep. six, and it's like, well, they could go ten and six. I mean, really, they, they're they going to be basically playing division teams here. I mean, the Cowboys are up in that division, but nothing. And they play, I nothing. believe, next week. Um, Or no, they play this week. Philly. Yeah, Philly at Dallas. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you really want to throw a wrench into that, Philly wins that game. Now it's, oh, my God, what yeah. is happening? Slog. And and you've got Minnesota, who yes. I don't know. I, I don't know who they are. One week their defense looks good. One week they don't. One week Cousins throws for three thirty. One week he throws for a buck eighty. They're on the road this week at Seattle. I can't see them winning that game. I mean, no, no, I don't. And all of a sudden now they're six six and one. If they lose this week, I mean, I the back the back end of both of of both right. of the conferences is not good. No, you can draw a line, and then top tier teams, and then everybody else. Yeah. So well, well, speaking of the Washington thing, what'd you make of the whole? Gotta say, Kaepernick. Gotta say, Kaepernick. I I just don't know when that's going to be done. I don't know why. I mean, the guy's been out of football now. You're going to sign a street guy. You're going to say, say, go learn an offense in three days and go out there and play because you're going to be better than anybody else that we've thrown in. I I, I don't. I, I just don't subscribe to that. I whether whether you want to deal with any all the extracurriculars or not, I just don't think it makes sense as a football move. Period. Well, think about it. Think about it from Kaepernick's perspective. How bad? He's, he's, how bad am I? He's suing the league yeah. for collusion. So mm-hmm. if he if he signs with Washington for three games, you're he, not going to win your lawsuit. You can't win the lawsuit. Yep. Washington lost their two guards early in the season. The other day, they lost their two backup guards. So now they're going to be bringing in third-string offensive linemen. If you're Kaepernick, you want to go back and stand behind that? Well, at least you can move better than Mark Sanchez. But you, you but you, you're still going to get popped. That's fine. And you haven't been popped in two years. You at least have a chance to outrun some guys rather than Mark Sanchez, who's just going to sit in the pocket and get his head blown off. I mean, I just think that that narrative needs to go away. If we're going to compare Kaepernick's best year to some random ass backup on 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 the Redskins. Well, then he's going to come out looking like a rose every time, but that's really not the issue. That's here. what I mean. It, from if you're fo- going to bring him in, you got to bring him in at the beginning of the year. From you a can't fo- bring him no. in in week fourteen. Give him a, tra- give him a training camp. Let him ba- let him battle for a job. If he's second string, fine. If he's third string, fine. 
if he wins a starting job, fine. But you can't just sign this guy off the street and expect him to go and play at a high level. It I just don't I don't see that happening. I think teams get the collusion thing out of it. I just don't think teams will think that that has a good chance of success. Right. Yeah. It just I, doesn't, I'm, I'm that doesn't you. make any sense to me. Did you see the latest NFL PR stunt that came out today? I don't think so. They were talking about it on PTI before I, I came down here. The NFL is doing a thing where they're like, they they're, they want to make punts safer. Oh, yes. So they're I, I going the to headline. allow like fans to come up with ways, like oh. fans and analytical people to like come up with ways to try to make it safer, and they're going to give the quote-unquote winner, winner like 20 grand. What? What? I, I, can we move on? I, I don't even <laughs> want it. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, I don't. It just. I mean, of course, your boy Wilbon was losing his mind over it, but I mean, just dumbest of the dumb. Can we just stop tinkering with stuff. Stop pretending that you need to make things safer when you're when you're actually looking in a year or two to add more regular season hey, games. Hey, let's make punt safer, but let's make the Bears play two games in sixty eight hours. Sounds right. That's. I mean, <laughs> if, if that's not the definition of hypocrisy, I'm not really sure what is. Let's make the game safer, but let's not pay this security guard the money for the Kareem Hunt video, and let's wait till TMZ gets it. But we want to make things safer. Well, I'm not really saying TMZ's a... a hey, they paid to get it. Well, See, it's If fine. the NFL wanted to get it, they could have got but it. But how long did they hang on to it before they even released it? Well, it doesn't matter. They well, paid to get it. I, I understand that. I mean... But you, you can't say that they're exactly... I'm certainly a, not saying there's some... reputable no, organization. That ain't got nothing to do with right. it, though. If you're the NFL and you you keep coming out and saying, we're going to take this seriously, and then you don't even interview Hunt, and you don't even interview the girl, and you don't even try to get the tape, what the hell are you doing? Don't care. Don't care. But, you know, we're, we're going to find guys for wearing the wrong spikes. Yeah, because that matters. Yeah, that's right. All right, quickly, you mentioned a couple of the games already this week. Um, we touched on the Bears and the Rams, uh, the the Vikings at the Seahawks, Philly and Dallas. Big one at Lambeau for me. <laughs> I got a win to make my fantasy playoffs, ah. and I, I got Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, well, who you crapped the bed last week. Well, you got a pretty damn good chance I'm, then no, I'm with hoping. them going this week. <laughs> uh, and I, I honestly don't know how the Packers open up as six-point favorites. I have no idea. I, I just don't need two touchdowns against Arizona and you lose and you're still a favorite to a team that's better than the Cardinals. Well, both these teams defenses stink. Yes. So this could be like, a, well, depending on the weather, if it's, you know, if it's cold and crappy, that's not but, a factor anymore. Well, it's not. It's, yeah, you're, it's you, not. You've got warm weather, indoor teams. You should beat the snot out of them and watch the Cardinals or the, the Falcons are going to put up 600 yards of offense or something because yeah. it's not going to matter. No, well, I know. Uh, Baltimore at Kansas City, that should be a pretty good slugfest. Yep. Uh, Patriots at the Dolphins. Always struggle down there. I don't understand that. You should be able it's to just like step the, on their it, neck. Well, and, it's like the Packer-Lion thing. Right. Packers always struggle at, the, at, at Detroit. At the Dome. It's weird. Yep. No, you're right. And then uh, Indianapolis at uh, the Texans. That's pretty much an elimination for ten, game yes, for the Colts. For, for, for the Colts. So, well, that's almost three-quarters of the show we spent on the NFL to roll through some of this stuff. Well, we'll spend about eight seconds keep, on the Badgers. That's fine. Uh, I said afterwards, I'm going to watch the Pinstripe Bowl. I will watch it like a disappointed parent. Except we won't because we'll be probably we'll, at we'll, a game. We'll be at a game. Yeah. But, but if I was, that's how I would watch it. I would hate watch this game because I don't care about the rematch with Miami. I don't care yeah, about, sucks. about the game that they're in. Because the expectations of the season have been just blown to smithereens. So I don't, if they win, great. If they lose, I don't care either. I mean, can't, can we, you know, can we get a, they should do it like they do it for the NCAA tournament where like they'll like put Calipari's Kentucky team against a team that like Memphis where he used to coach. Like, yeah. Can't we get a Wisconsin pit game? Paul Christ. Can't we get like somebody different? Let's play Virginia Tech or something. Why do we got to play Miami? Again? I don't think anybody would care about this game. They both started the top ten of the preseason AP. Now they're both unranked. They're both seven and five. How uh, how long until your boy Urban Meyer makes his triumphant coaching comeback? Oh God. Year, two oh. years. We'll probably spend a year in the booth. Maybe, maybe two years. Somebody do you, somebody do you, do you think he will ever be in the NFL, or do you think he's a, a college guy? I think he's a college guy. Too much power involved there. I kind of think so too. You, it's, it's it's like it's like Harbaugh. You know, Myers an Ohio guy. He comes to Ohio State. He is 
He is God's gift to the Buckeyes, like Harbaugh is revered at Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. You have complete autonomy, basically, unless you don't beat Ohio State for seven it matchups just seems, if you're Harbaugh. It doesn't seem like Urban Meyer is a great coach as much as he's a great recruiter. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. You know? Two of the top guys have already decommitted. Right. I saw that in, in the wake of that his just leaving. That breaks my heart. And I don't know the extent of his health stuff. I mean, he said that at Florida. He was done a year. I'm healthy enough to coach one of the best teams in the country now. Okay. Yeah, and does he wait till Saban retires and then take the Alabama right? job? <laughs> exactly. You know? So I'm I'm not, you know, that's jury's out on that one for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really taking him at his word because, like you said with the Bears, I've seen this movie before. Totally. So, uh, Bucks, I'll just let you take this one. Roll through these. Well, fifteen and seven, still second in the East. Um, one and one last week. Beat the Bulls at home and lost a overtime game yep, to the, the Knicks. Knicks. Um, they got a big game tonight at home against Detroit, uh, who's been playing well. Uh, division game. They got uh, Golden State at home Friday, who will be looking for a little revenge, and uh, they've gotten a lot healthier here in the last week. Sunday at Toronto, who's leading the East and playing very well, and then Monday at home against the. Lowly calves. Um, unfortunately for the Bucks right now, they've got a little bit of a problem. Same problem that they've had l- the last couple of years. Um, they they're they've been playing down to the level of their competition. Um, they've got home losses to Memphis, who's having a decent year, but they should beat. Uh, lost at home to Phoenix. Lost to Charlotte, and then the game the other night that they blew uh, on the road against the Knicks. And they've also got two really, really close home wins against Chicago who just fired their coach. They're so awful. Yeah, Hoiberg, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks are still one of the best offensive teams in the league, but if, if they're hoping to do anything this year, they got to start playing some D. They've given up the most three-point attempts per game in the league. And I they're second in, in giving up in makes. Second in makes. Yep. So they got to figure that out. Um, you know, you can't, you can't give up 136 points to the Knicks. It's just that's just ridiculous, and it was so bad. Chris Middleton was benched in the You're fourth right. quarter, yep. and um, you know they, they got to figure that out. Um, Bulls fired Horryberg was a little funny to me. You're I mean, you're missing three of your five best guys. Well, yeah. I mean, I know injuries aren't an excuse, but what do you want him to do, well, especially in a league where superstardom matters? Well, and you're a rebuilding team, and your top young guy in marketing hadn't played yet. Right. You have Chris Dunn, your starting point guard, had been out for six weeks. Portis Bobby Portis just had surgery and hasn't played all year. Hasn't played all year. And you, and the organization gave hundred over $100 million to Zach Levine, who's a one-trick pony who just wants to score. Jabari and they Parker. gave $40 million to Jabari Parker, who is also a one-trick pony and wants to score. I don't get it. I mean, I... I mean, if you want to fire your coach, that's your prerogative, but <laughs> let's not pretend that, you know, the organization here is doing a good job. Oh, well, that's been said for a long time. And then Bo- Jim Boylan, the new interim coach, came out and said Parker's getting demoted to the bench, which I'm sure he'll be thrilled with because he's been <laughs> such a good sport about not starting in his career. <laughs> I didn't see that he said that, and yeah. I didn't know that was happening yeah. to Parker. Well, with Markin and coming back, that's well, his spot, and, you know, Jabari's not the franchise future like Markin is, so that'll yeah. be a... That'll be something to monitor going forward. What's, so. what's happening around the league? I know that Golden State was kind of scuffling there for a while. Yeah, they're getting healthy. Curry's okay. back. Um, Draymond's still out a little bit, but they can they can survive without him for a while. Um, LeBron and the Lakers have really started playing well. A um, little bit schedule-based. They've had some easier games, a okay. lot of home games, um, but they, they've started to come on a little bit. And in the East, Philly and Toronto both look pretty legit. Um, Toronto's played great. Um, they're almost impossible to beat up there at home, and uh, since Jimmy Butler joined the Sixers, um, they've uh, they've been pretty formidable. So, um, kind of the same stuff. You know, not a lot's changed in the league over the last okay. week, but um, you know the Bucks stuff's a little concerning. I'll be very concerned if they lose tonight because you got to figure Friday against the Warriors are going to have a little revenge on their mind. Right. So um, you okay. don't want to lose both these home games going into the weekend. All right. Switching to the. College ranks, it's kind of leading up to a a fairly big game for both teams as Marquette has gotten progressively better under uh, Wojo. And the Badgers, I think, I don't think anybody, I think they expected them to be better, not as good as that they've started, um, given the way last year turned out. Um, 
So, I mean, you got Marquette coming in 7-2. They beat Kansas State. Awesome game. Mm-hmm. They And you had mentioned yesterday, hope you don't, you know, trap game against Total UTEP. Trap game, yeah. Um, and they took care of the Miners. And then the Badgers are off to 8-1. Well, they had their own trap game on Monday against Rutgers. Rutgers. They played like right. crap the yep. first half. But And that's coming off uh, an impressive road win at Iowa. No matter how good Iowa is, that Iowa City is a tough place to play for them. It is. Um, it is. And, it's, it's a rivalry game. Right. And then they went down there and 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 beat them. So now you've got a, a good setup at a brand new arena, and I'm sure it'll be packed. And it should be a, a really good game to check out for some of the country that wants to watch a couple of teams in the Midwest, not named Kentucky. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean. It's always a it's always a good game. It's a fun game. It's it's the premier game in the state. Um, oh yeah, for all, sure. You know, for for college and high school and and. Uh, you know, it's fun, it's fun for the bragging rights and the trash talking, and these guys all know each other. Um, I I see it going one of two ways. Marquette comes out last night. They couldn't. They went, I think, four for twenty five from three. Yep. They come out Saturday and they do what they did against Kansas State and make fifteen of them. If they do that, they're going to win. On the flip side, the Badgers come out. They pounded into Ethan Happ. Marquette really doesn't have anybody that's going to be able to guard him. It's going to be by committee. And he dominates them, maybe not necessarily by scoring, um, but uh, he dominates them, getting everybody else involved, and the Badgers win the game. Um, I think it's kind of pretty much that simple. I don't think there's going to be anything too um, too earth-shattering between these two teams. They kind of are what they are. You know, The Badgers are going to run their pick-and-roll with their guards, and they're going to drop it down to Hap and, and let him kind of distribute. And Marquette's going to run a lot of ball screens for Howard and and hope that he's on. And and if if he is, then that opens some things up for the Hauser brothers. So um, I think it'll be a close one. Um, How bad are you going to lose your mind when Brad Davison takes like four charges? Well, unfortunately, we won't, we won't be able to see it because it's it's we're, at we're four o'clock and we're going to be on the road. So I'll have to record it. So I probably won't get pissed off until about eleven thirty <laughs> that night. But um, it's nope. always a fun I know game, that's your and favorite thing. you know that it, it's fun for bragging rights. At the end of the day, it's usually not like a, it. The losing team always says that it doesn't matter, but it it, ma- if, it, matters, it matters. And if you get that win, it's going to be a nice win on either team's resume because I think both of these teams are definitely NCAA tournament teams. Brewers have had some um, signings and some releases, and. Uh, some guys that back. I was glad to see Eric Kratz back. That's a feel good story yeah, for me. Yeah. Um. And I think, I mean, Manny Pena is arbitration eligible. So I mean, Kratz I think is a is a good backup when Stephen Vogt got hurt. I thought he was he filled in very admirably. And I believe um, it's kind of like a, it's a low money. Yeah. Like a partially guaranteed, you know, spring training invite type deal. Yep. Where you know, if if he comes back and he looks like he's thirty eight, then they're not out anything. And and he gets at least a little bit of money to just having showed up and, and, and run through the workouts. And it's a nice gesture by the yeah. Brewers to show him the respect of, of giving him another shot. Yep. Um, I'm not surprised Hernan Perez is back. He can play a lot of different positions. Um, fills in very nice. Tyler Saladino, he got off to a kind of a good start, got hurt, and then he wasn't up to the level that he was when he started. But I think there's some promise there. Sure. Um, nice in, utility in the, guy. Right. Mm-hmm. N- nice utility guy. I'm not. I was surprised to see that. GM David Stearns actually called the scope trade in the acquisition a mistake. Yeah, well, I, I think he called it a bad deal. Yes. Is what he said. Which, which yeah, it was surprising that I a was GM really would cop surprised that. about that. But, but I think what he meant was it just it just didn't, didn't work. work out. Um, well, okay, anybody can say that in hindsight. Yeah, but to actually phrase it like that, I thought was like, ooh, okay, ouch, kind of like you know. Yeah, it, it's. Unfortunately for Scope, it just it didn't work out for him. He didn't get the consistent time that he was used to having. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if things had been different, if he'd have come and played like he did, uh, you know, the week before they got him when he was the American League Player of the Week for Baltimore, you know, the Brewers might have ended up going to the World well, Series. But who who knows? So not surprised with uh, Jennings and Sedanio, a couple of hurlers gone. I don't, I'm not really sure they're going to miss. A little them. surprised okay. about Jennings, Jennings just because they, he had a pretty good year. Uh, they kind of went away from him once they traded for Sedano at the end of the year, um, you know. And and with this kind of stuff too, either one of those guys could absolutely be at spring training. You know, it depends on how the how the free agent market shakes up. These right. these one out left handed guys, some they're kind of a dime a dozen. Um, 
So we'll see what happens with them. And you got a bunch of guys going to arbitration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they're going to need need mediation on any of these. The only one that I can really think that that might cause a problem, or maybe two of them, would be Shaw and Nelson. Right. Because Nelson is going to say that he's market value, while the Brewers are going to say, well, you haven't really shown that because you've been hurt. So how are we supposed to give you a number? And if you and if you go back and look, the year, what, it would have been 2016 yes. when he got hurt yep. was by far oh, his best yes, year in absolutely. the majors. So, um, but now that you're not guaranteed to be at that level. Exactly. We don't know. Exactly. So, I mean, the Brewers want a low ball. Nelson wants to cash in. And I'm sure they maybe they'll agree, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shaw's going to be your your high price guy who's going to d- deserve what he's going to get. Absolutely, it's just the Brewers probably won't want to pay him that much, and they're going to wind up having to. I'm sure. Yep, yep. Um, and some of the other guys, you know, I mean, Guerra, you don't worry about Davies. I'm not really worried about no. Pena. Um, Knable and Santana are interesting. You know, Knable, um is going to get a raise, and he and he should. He's been excellent for the most part of the last two years. Um, Santana. Um, I don't know how that's going to work for him. Before he was really good, then they relegated him to you know the bench, and mm-hmm. he came in. He was a pretty good pinch hitter and came yes. up with a lot of clutch pinch hits, very much big so. ones. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's obviously valuable, but what do you assign a dollar figure to that? Right. I, mean, I don't know. How, usually, there's some kind of a comp that that's right. kind of how they figure that out. And I I don't know how you comp a guy who hits 30 home runs one year and then spends 75% of the next year in the minor leagues. I, I, I don't know. So, um, and you did note that they can negotiate until January and that. So we'll, we'll see those trickling in. Yeah. And one, one baseball note before sure. we move on, um, oh, the Cardinals one. just traded for Saw Paul that. Goldschmidt yep. here this tonight. Um, that's a big deal. I mean, Goldschmidt is a hell of a player, one, probably one of the five best players in the National League, and of course he has to go, go to the to Cardinals. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, at least he's not going to the Cubs, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't I, really matter. I hate them both so I, much. I would, I would almost rather lose to the Cubs the, than the Cardinals. To me, they're just the Chicago Lewis Cardinals Cubs. Did it take a while to come up with that? No, like three it, seconds. Because it sounded like I you threw didn't. up when I said I, it too. It That's... seemed like that was kind of a barfing noise oh, a little bit. God, no. um, I love the uh, you had pointed out when we were at the game the other night that the the Nationals are now on the hook for their top three pitchers for a half a billion dollars <laughs> right. in three guys. And I saw that's some, amazing. I saw one of the baseball writers. I can't remember who it was. Said, "Boy, the Nationals are going to have one hell of a pitching staff." It's like they've been saying that for five years. Where's it gotten them? First round. They can't win a playoff series. Right. Yep. And they haven't even paid Harper. I mean, if you pay Harper three hundred million dollars, you'd be on the uh, the hook for eight hundred million dollars for, for four, four dudes. guys. Yep. And people wonder why, as Brewer fans, you know, Cubs, Cub fans and Cardinal fans that like to pimp on Brewer fans, it's like, well, dude, we have a $90 million payroll, and we We're, got the Game 7 of the NLCS, like... That's that's awesome. You're telling us we're not doing as good a job right. as you? Right. You wonder why they don't have How's nine that? banners hanging in the stadium. It's because they don't have the money. <laughs> I mean, come on. We use that all up. We can't buy our banner. I'm sorry. Jesus. All right. Uh, that's pretty much it. For the rundown, we have a top five, and this was this was my idea because there are team mascots that drive me nuts. This is one of the things that I can freak out about. Okay, yeah, because I struggled with I struggled with this one. It and and it's in the let's be honest in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So what way are you going? Are you going like logistically it doesn't make sense or geographically doesn't make sense? Okay. Uh, Grammatically, it doesn't make sense. Pluralization. I mean, I just don't get it and I don't like it. Gotcha. And and, And the one that's at the top of my list, I'm starting with number one, and these can be really in any order. It's a top five, but you can put them all on the same plane just for different reasons. I really thought Las Vegas, when it got a new hockey team, could have really endeared itself to that city Mm -hmm. and made it about Las Vegas. You know, 
you, you could call them the dealers. You, you could have gone any sort of gambling lingo, strip-related, casino, whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it could have been something like, you know you're playing Las Vegas because of the team name. That's all you have to mention. You don't have to mention Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Wayne Newtons. Fine! <laughs> because when you say Wayne Newton, what do you think of? Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Nick Papa Giorgios. He's from Yuma, Arizona. Put in a dollar, I want a car. Put in a dollar, I want a car. (laughs) The Golden Knights. That's what you come up with? I mean, I don't understand how you got there. I would have been fine with Knights. Because, like, you could tie in Nightlife, Knights. Great. Golden Knights? And and, and it's an actual night. Right. Not an evening. Like, if you would have just used an N for Knights, Right. Fine too. It could have been like a like a moon and right. stars or something. Nights. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. That, that I thought there was so much promise with this, and they came out, and then you basically got the symbol sound effect rattling around, or the the Price is Right bump 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 bump. Yeah, right. right. Like, that's what you got. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Give well, me I, one. I of yours. got a couple hockey ones myself. Right. Uh, Minnesota Wild. Yeah. What the hell is I... a what is like is Wild like. I'm acting wild, or am I like See? in the wild? You've, I've, I got like, some just like that. What does that yes. mean? Is like, is it like a wolf or a no, rabbit? It's a wild, or like I don't a deer. I don't. I, I don't. I don't get a it. Verb is your mask. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand that. No. Um, the Houston Texans drive me nuts. I thought they could have gone so many. I love the Houston Oilers. Yeah, that's I, what they should have done. I, I, I thought that was great. Yeah. They um, could have just kept the same uniforms. Right. They should have done with. Uh, with Tennessee, what Cleveland and Baltimore did, right? That and and, and that would have been fine. Yeah, but the Texans, okay, you live in a state, fantastic. Well, your helmet is the flag. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean that, that that's not very original. No. And, and again, I thought they could have gone so many different ways with that. First off, being the Oilers, and then they, I just, I just think it's okay. Woohoo, big deal. You're proud of that, the Texans. Yeah. They should have the the mascot should have been a dude drunk driving with a shotgun in his pickup. Perfect, fine with that. I mean, it's not PC, but it's the, accurate. The Houston DUIs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. I don't even know if you can get one of those in Texas. That's a good question. Um, the St. Louis Blues. Blue what? It's a note. Blue shoes. The blues. They're the blues. Blues music. No, I. Okay, so I don't even know what your music. I don't even know what their mascot is. No. Like at least with the Golden Knights, it's a knight. I don't even know like what is a blue. I don't even know that I've seen the St. Louis, but I don't watch hockey. <laughs> I mean, but no, is it blues. a state of mind? Is it a music note? Yeah, I mean, what I, is I it? That's it's a type. Okay, we are the St. Louis music. That's that's pretty much what they're saying. Mm. Um, my la- my other three, and I'll just roll through them real quick because they're the same. Um. In, in the same breath. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I thought about that. It's plur- thunder. What's your ma I mean a lightning bolt. I don't like I like mascots that end in S. I don't I don't like and so my, the Miami Heat. Yeah, I figured, yeah. Yep. What? Yeah. Don't like that. And then the Memphis Grizzlies should have changed because there are no Grizzlies down there. You started in Vancouver, fine. I get that. You changed, like the Charlotte Bobcats changed back to the Hornets, which I thought was great. But the Grizzly, that that does that just doesn't make any sense. You, you roll through your last Utah year, Jazz. Yes. Um, made sense when they were the New Orleans Jazz. Of course Jazz. it did. Um, Change but it. now they're the Utah Jazz, and they should be the Utah the Mormons. multiple wives. Um <laughs> The New Orleans Pelicans, which Yo, is just an, which is just terrible. Bad. They should be. They should take the Jazz yes. name. I mean, yep. make make Utah the Utah Pelicans for all I Fine. care. Um, but my my number one, and it's one of the most egregious. Ooh, I like this. The Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even think of that. That's a great one. So I looked this up today. Okay, there's three thousand lakes in California, none near L.A. There's 10,000 lakes in Minnesota when they were the Minneapolis yeah. Lakers, so that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. They should have changed their name. Again, I, I, I can't. Let me just give you three more honorable mentions oh, that, that just grind my gears a little bit. Yeah. Kind of on the same line as your Memphis Grizzlies, right. the Detroit Lions. I've yet to see a lion yeah, that's walking, a good one. walking out of the Pontiac yep. building. Um, what the hell is a Buffalo Bill? I I was looking Who's at Bill? that one on my side. 
I don't know. Bill Hader? Bill Murray? <laughs> Dollar Bill? And then the probably the one that should have been number one just because it's it's so dumb. The Green Bay Packers. Why Acme a Packer? Acme Packing Company. You're you work for them, you're you're a Packer. Uh, you're a Packer, all right. My wife said the same thing. Number one. It's gotta be the <laughs> Packers. I went, okay, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the night. <laughs> Oh, man. Good show today. Wow, we ro- we rolled through a lot. Yes, we did. I don't even know how much there's going to be to talk about next week. I'm sure there'll be more dysfunction and disarray up in Titletown that we'll talk about. I, I am hopeful, honestly, that we can talk about a Bears victory over the Rams. I think that would be really, really impressive, and especially go a long way after that dumpster fire that was out in New York. Give me a Bears victory, a couple buck wins this week, and a Marquette okay. W on Saturday. And yeah. I mean, I may come in here all liquored up. You never know. Stay tuned for that next <laughs> week on the Intentional Foul. Again, we appreciate the download. Find us wherever podcasts are available. You can subscribe. My name is Josh. I'm Dan. Have a great week. We will talk to you next time. Go Marquette.